I turned to Joseph Logan, head of Schuylkill Construction, who'd been invited to witness the final board vote. Thank you, Mr. Logan, for all the work that you've put into this so far. We look forward to working with you, as long as you stick to the schedule. Logan smiled. Don't worry, it's all under control. And you've got a great building here, so I don't expect to find many problems. I knew full well that digging into any old building usually resulted in at least a few unexpected problems, but I had faith that they would be minor ones. At least, I hoped so. Hadn't we had enough problems in the past year? We should have earned some good karma by now. Any new business? I asked the group. One of our older, more scholarly board members raised his hand. How do you intend to prioritize projects going forward, when we have our own cataloging to do, plus the FBI materials, and now our space will be reduced? Our vice president of collections, Latoya Anderson, has worked out a schedule to deal with that, and I have every expectation that she will run a tight ship, I told him. Of course, our own collections come first. There's no particular timeline for the FBI materials. I didn't ask her to attend this meeting because I wanted to focus on the construction aspects, but I can have her forward you a copy of her plans. Anything else? How do you plan to handle dust spreading through the building? Someone else asked. Fair question. When we reach the stage of adding modern ventilation, we will address protecting the collections then. That's why we've hired people who have worked under these conditions before, and they all have excellent reputations. Wouldn't it have been better to remove the collections to an off-site location? He asked. I swallowed a sigh. We'd been over all this before. We did consider that, but off-site storage presents its own problems. We'd have little control over the physical conditions, and security is not always what it should be, no matter what promises the storage companies make. We're talking about some priceless documents, among other things, and we'd rather keep them here, even if it means shuttling them from one location to another within the building. I scanned the group and saw most of them making twitchy, ready-to-leave motions. And remember, when we're done, we will actually have increased our storage space without expanding the building's footprint, thanks to installing compact shelving wherever possible. I can't tell you exactly by how much, because the contractor is still assessing the load-bearing capacity of some of the areas, but I have been assured that it will be substantial. Lewis Howard, the venerable board chair, stood up. Thank you, Nell, for all the good work you have put into making this happen. If there are no other issues... He looked sternly at the other people around the table, and nobody opened their mouth. Then I declare this meeting adjourned. Good night, all. The board members gathered up their folders and coats and hurried to the elevator. I thanked the architect and the contractor, who told me they'd be back early the next morning for a final walkthrough before the physical work began. Finally, I was left alone with Marty Terwilliger, a longtime board member, practically hereditary since both her father and her grandfather had been very actively involved at the society, and good friend, both professionally and personally. Good job wrangling the board, Nell, she said. Thanks. It did go well, don't you think? I do. Of course, they had nothing to complain about since you brought in Wakeman's pile of money, which you earned since you helped save his butt on his pet project. In a way, I'm glad he restricted how it should be used. He had a pretty clear idea what we needed to do here, and it saved a lot of squabbling among the board members. He is a smart man, and an honest one. 
If you throw a big bash, make sure you invite him and that he comes. I'd certainly ask, although I knew that Mitchell Wakeman didn't like socializing much. Of course. Marty glanced at the clock on the wall and stood up. I'm heading out. You ready? We can walk out together. I nodded. Let me grab my stuff. I went back to my office down the hall, picked up my bag, put on my coat, and rejoined her in the hall after turning out the last few lights. How are you and Jimmy liking the new place? Marty asked as we headed out. Jimmy was FBI Special Agent James Morrison, who had somehow gotten sucked into several crimes that I was also involved in, and since we were both single and intelligent and reasonable human beings, the inevitable had happened, and a couple of months earlier we had bought a house together. Marty had a proprietary interest in our relationship because James was some kind of cousin of hers, one of many in the greater Philadelphia area.